This is Channel Attitude. Your voice, your right, your freedom. Oh shit! It's Vince Russo! Vince McMahon's best kept secret. I am the anti-Christ of professional wrestling! I've got a wife, three kids at home, and I really don't need this shit. How can this show be so awful, Mr. McMahon? I didn't think it was. The Angle on a pole match. And Hogan, you big bald son of a bitch, kiss my ass. Judy Bagwell on a forklift match. McMahon and the family, the rock, they screwed us all. Now you're the editor, right? Yes, I'm from New York. I'll get down right nasty. This is Vince Russo's The Brand. To the Raw Review. I am Vince Russo. I'm here with the great Hameen Zabula. I said that wrong, but that's okay. And world peace at its best. How am I supposed to pronounce that? Hameen Zabula? Yeah, just like uh, Hezbollah, but better. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> What's going on, Ben Hameen? What is going on, Stevie Richards? Well, happy birthday to my man, Stevie Richards, first of all, out of the gay man. Let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> to honor his birthday, I've started World War Three. So, hey, listen, uh, I did. Sure I had a great, great birthday present. I appreciate it because <laughs> I didn't want to make it to 53 anyway. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Vince, um, you know, I'm, I was so impressed that I've read that you created Stone, Stone, Stone Cold oh, Steve yeah, Austin. Oh, yeah. Sure? I read it on no, Sports Keto. Nothing to do with me. <laughs> I, got, I, I swear, I got to tell you guys, like, when, when, when I'm hearing now about the, you know, the, the, the war over there, and, bro, I swear to God, whenever I, whenever I walk into a grocery store, there are now so many things I've eliminated that I used to buy. I no longer go to go to any coffee place to get coffee, and I used to love that, bro. That that was a thing for me. I would just go out and get a cup of coffee. I I don't go out and get coffee anymore. We don't go out to eat anymore. I've eliminated so many products that I would buy at the grocery store. The prices are skyrocketing. Then then we have war here and war there and all this bullshit. I swear, I don't know about you guys. And I, I, I literally am like, bro, end it already. Like, just, just, just end it already. Blow, blow up the world. Let, let it be un- end of times, whatever. Just freaking end it already. I mean, it's like every day that I wake up, it's like freaking something else to deal with. I was shocked the other day, guys. I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give this place a big plug, Ben. I, I could not believe this happened. Okay, I felt my brakes were getting really, really low, Ben, and they Mm. were starting to squeak and this and that. And a new a new brakes plus opened up. So, bro, I've been putting off going there because I knew I bro, I just had to pay thirty five hundred dollars for my dog's eye. Okay, (laughs) so I I knew, okay, bro, brakes and, and I couldn't afford to get both things done at once. So I finally went there, Ben, and I could not believe this. Breaks plus. I got a call back, 
And the guy said to me, Mr. Russo, you ready, Stevie? Here's what he said, Mr. Russo. You don't need brakes. Just need some brake fluid, a little adjust. I, I, I was floored, bro. I don't think I've ever had that happen to me in my life. Well, and now you'll go back uh, to them over and over again because they built trust with you right there, right? So and, when you do need them. And listen to this, Stevie. And or they're a Jim Cornette fan, and you do need pranks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bro, listen to, listen to this. Bro, I can't believe this scam. Bro, I've been trying to cut my cable bill forever. Bro, my, my, my bundle with the cable and the internet and all that shit, Stevie, it's like 250 bucks a month. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I can't continue to do this. I've got to go to the streaming, this, that, and the other thing. So every time I go to Xfinity, and I know a lot of people out there have Xfinity, and you are going to love me for this because listen to this scam, Ben. I go to Xfinity, Stevie, every time I say, how can I cut corners? Here's what they tell me, Ben. My my bill is $250. Well, Vince, you can you can cut out HBO and Showtime, and that'll save you $9 a month. <laughs> like, every time, I'm like, bro, what is $9 going to do? So I, I finally said to them, guys, like, honestly, I am happy with your service. I never have a problem with you, but you're forcing me to go to a streaming service. Listen to this little trick, bro, that the guy smartened me up to because he knew I was walking. He goes to me, do you have a spouse? I said, yes. He says, does she live in your home? I said, yes. He said, bro, if we take everything out of your name and take all the equipment back, and we open a new account in her name, and I give you all the new equipment, you are going to be paying less uh, ha- less than half of what you're paying now. Can you imagine, bro? Like, all I had to do was take it out of my name, put it in my wife's name, because there are now new rates opposed to when I signed up. Now it was more than half of what I was originally paying. How about that? It's amazing that they don't take care of the long-term customers. They only want the new ones. I have Spectrum, a different version of Ben's Mime Works, but uh, I go there and they just basically put me on a high-speed internet, a faster one, and they gave me like the basic streaming service through Spectrum. I already have an Apple TV. Instead of paying 85 for just the internet, which is what I was doing before, it's 64 for the for the bundle for yes. 12 months. And Stevie, he smartened me up to Xfinity Stream, and he yeah. told me, bro, you just need to use the stream. I got to tell you guys this. You're going to get a kick out of this, Ben. So now I have, I have a main unit, and I've got three satellite TVs in my house. I got four TVs in my house. The three satellite ones had the little box. So the guy was, bro, you could eliminate all these boxes. It was $9 a month for every box. He said, bro, you could save yourself another $27. Just use the Xfinity streaming. Bring all the boxes back. So I had to go out and get a fire stick bin, and I had to figure out how to get a fire stick to work on three TVs. 
Guys, I started this process at 8.30 in the morning and was done at 6 o'clock in the afternoon on Sunday. <laughs> Three, five. Stevie, I don't, I know you're Mr. Technology. I do not understand how I am trying to get my fire stick working on my TV. And now it's going from my TV to my phone. From my phone, back to my TV, put in this code, put in that code, password, usernames, phone, TV. I I was so effing confused on Sunday. I literally wanted to take my own life just to hook up a freaking fire stick, Ben. A fire stick. Well, there's two points there. First point is this is why Apple charges $120 more for the Apple TV because it would have been super simple for an iPhone user. And it probably would have taken you less time and cost you less just to pay for me to have a plane ticket to fly out there. Absolutely. Absolutely. I swear to God, you should have seen my wife with me on, on Sunday night. You should have, you should have seen my wife. Like she could not, I was just so beaten, battered over it, finished because I'm like, why does this shit have to be so complicated? None, none of this stuff makes anything easier. None, none, none of this stuff, bro. I guess the good part would be that if it didn't work, you didn't have to watch Raw. Oh God! <laughs> Did man. you end up getting it all hooked up? I and I ended up getting I I ended up getting it all hooked up. Yes. And yeah. now look at the knowledge base you have. Uh, oh, the, my God, bro. I swear to God. But anybody out there who uses Xfinity, take it out of your name and put it in your wife's and you'll be paying less at the amount of money. What, a, what an absolutely terrible business model. Then now you have to send somebody out there. You have to take time out to bring back stuff that only get new stuff and upgrade over instead of just fucking being able to flip the switch. These doesn't matter if it's direct TV, it's all corporate greed. And eventually uh, as it gets scaled down and you don't want to even pay for the TV or the fire sticks, then you'll get jailbroke ones and do it that way and strip back to internet, which will be between 60 and $80 a month. And you can stream everything you want on S watch series. Is or sports surge club and dot club and all these uh, other wear sites. And yeah, sometimes they choke, but who gives a shit? You just got to refresh and get rid of some pop-ups. Then when that really happens in mass, which will probably be, no offense, uh, the generation that's used to cable dying off slowly over 20 years, then you will see internet price go from $80 to $200 because they'll make up all that money. <laughs> They're not going to give it up. Uh, they, and it'll just be another greed grab, but then... Internet two will come out yeah, <laughs> and it'll yeah, be yeah. Yeah, wait till wait till eight months from now when the new fire stick comes out and yours miraculously slows oh, down Stevie, to a don't crawl. say that. Stevie, don't don't say that. Please. Well you'll be able to set the new ones up like that because now you have the knowledge. Oh my god. It just just from the T now, now you gotta go to your phone. Now you gotta put this in. Now you now you gotta take a picture of that little box gimmick. Whatever that, I got to take a picture. Oh my god! Speaking of speaking of uh, pictures, uh, ninety five acres that we're looking at right now. Oh my god, where's that? Kentucky. Move me there, bro. Are you going to move there? 
We're looking between there or somewhere in the Blue Ridge Mountains. I'll, right I'll build a house on your property, bro. I, literally, Stevie, I'm in. I will build a, pro- a house on your property, bro. P- literally, let me know, man. Well, well the top priorities open up a wrestling school because those are super easy to run. <laughs> oh. but, yeah, you guys are all there. Come on, studio compound. Yeah, dude, don't say it too loud. My wife will be on that in a second, bro. Oh, my God. I Listen, guys. Here's how I, hey, I got no problem with starting the <laughs> Russo brand I mean, media group, oh, I would uh, love blue that. world I, order I, would, uh, I swear compounds you know i wish i, I wish <laughs> i was closer around uh, you guys like i really really do okay guys here's how we're going to start the show and i guarantee you none of you are going to get this right are you ready for this you both watched the show last night right mm. not even including not including the backstage interviewer, okay? Not including her, whose name I don't even know. Not including her. Ben, you go first. Take a stab at how many women were on a three-hour Raw last night. Women alone on a three-hour Raw. Uh, I'm going to go 11, I think. 11. Stevie, how Maybe many? It might have been nine. It might have been nine, but I'm going to go 11. Okay, Stevie, how many women on a three-hour Raw? If I can remember, I would I would go with, let's split it. I, I'd go 10. Okay, you are both absolutely incorrect. Oh, boy. Are you ready for this, Ben? Mm-hmm. 16 women mm. on the show last night, bro. 16 women on on the show now bro you can call me sexist or whatever you want that's not the point the point isn't that there were 16 women on the show the point is they had 16 women on the show that they did absolutely nothing with nothing 16 women bro they did nothing with these women on the show nothing Everything was a setup for a match when it could have turned into a cat fight that turned into a battle royal that got made on the fly. <clears throat> yeah, I forgot about Rhea. And they yeah. just keep bringing in these women after women after women. Don't spend time on none of them. Nobody, nobody gets over. And you've got 16 women in freaking three. And they're doing asinine things like Raquel Rodriguez is in the ring with a big super cheese smile. And Nia Jax's music hits. And she's like, Haha, it's Nia. Instead of being like serious of what's going on, like this, the Vince McMahon, you got to get out there and show them the choppers and smile is like still ingrained in their head, dude. Nobody's playing any character to how it should be of anger or anything like that. It's, it's, it's like Stepford Wives wrestling. Yeah. You know? And there are so many misses on this show, bro, like that. It's, I, I don't know. Like, for, for, first off, I mean, I am a firm believer, Stevie, and, you know, you got to protect your talent. I don't care if it's male, female. I don't care if it's main event, opening match. You have to protect your talent. Stevie, when Seth Rollins gets jumped from behind three weeks in a row, okay, bro, your 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 main event babyface is now a blithering idiot. You've made the guy an idiot three weeks in a row. 
Seth Rollins gets jumped from behind. Then, Ben, can you explain to me, in the way this story played out, why in God's name was Dominic trying to bring the case down to the ring instead of McDonough? It, but bro, McDonough was the one that 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 screwed them on Sunday night. The dude's trying to get back in their good graces. Meanwhile, he has a match with freaking Drew McIntyre later in the night. Why in God's name is Dominic bringing that case down and getting kicked in the face? Because they think it's these dynamic pops is what's going to be. So they rewrite anything logical to illogical. That was like the Carlito run in on a <laughs> three on two when they knew they needed a partner. Like that, it makes no sense whatsoever. Um, and really they've totally done the Shinsuke and Seth Rarin storyline wrong completely. Uh, like if the guy's got a bad back, that's the time to make a heel and pick that fruit and take him out. So the money's in the chase. So when he comes back and now we've already jumped the shark with the singing stuff, take it away. So when they come back, they'll pop huge for it. And now in two gimmick matches where the heel should have the upper hand, Nakamura couldn't beat Seth, a guy who's got a bad back that he knew the secret and he still couldn't beat him. Now, even if you were going to go over in a last man standing and knock down, drag out, super hardcore, everybody's got color, okay, let Seth win. That's the time that Damian Priest comes to pick the bones and fucking goes over right there at the end of the pay-per-view. We didn't do that either. So they fuck up a wet dream, man. Six ways a Sunday, all the best choices. They're like, no, forget those. What else can we do that will insult uh, the intelligence of our audience and not tell the best storyline to pay things off? Yeah, I swear, Stevie, I walked away from this. And if anybody knows about back injury and neck injury, anybody, it is Stevie Richards. I swear to God, I walked away from this saying, okay, bro, I guess your baby face was lying because he looks fine to me. He's ready to wrestle again. Obviously, he didn't have a back injury. I mean, my God, Stevie, can you please let the people watching this show what what it literally means to have a back injury and then work a match? Oh, it's not really possible. If you really wanted to go full on reality, I mean, I couldn't even walk without the assistance of a walker. And when I was really happy, it was with a cane, but it was still extremely painful. And then the next surgery is another thing. Shane Douglas uh, has a podcast and, you know, free plug to Shane. I wish I captured this audio because it's right in line with what I was thinking about the Seth Rollins thing. Bill Watts, who had booked UWF and WWE for a little bit, always had the heels way stronger than the baby faces and the baby faces chasing the heels. The heels were the predominant characters on the shows. Now, you know, Shane makes a great point about this. The baby faces today, and we talk about baby face heat as a joke, but the baby faces are obnoxious. Seth Rollins as a baby face is more obnoxious than Nakamura, who's just being a smart guy doing that. And how can we feel the number two thing, the thing that made Tommy Dreamer's career, even to this day as he's active in the ring, is sympathy. There's no sympathy on Seth Rollins. It's like, whatever. So what are you invested in emotionally watching him in silver high-heeled boots? With a bad back. With a bad back. 
<laughs> that's what I mean. Like, what are we, what are we really doing here? And the only reason or the in, only in explanation Omaha, in my mind, I'm sorry. In, in Omaha, Wes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like they, the, they have drag parades every day. They, in Omaha. Every day. They love it there. <laughs> so, but, but here it is too, that you're looking at that and you're just saying, well, what do I care about this guy? I think if it doesn't make sense, the only sense it can make is politics. Seth is politic in the management or Hunter's politicking for Seth because he should have never, ever went over in this match. No. He needed to be the babyface chasing the heel champion. Uh, even um, in the promo, he was like doing the, I've got to hang him up. I'm going to forfeit the belt speech. And then switched it and was like, ha ah, just kidding. I'm here and I'm going to keep fighting even though. That's my, yeah, dude. Like that, the, the trick, I, yay, as opposed to I got to give it up. And I, and I was like, dude, if he gives up the title right here and didn't do business last night, what the fuck does that say? So even this was confusing to like, ha ha, I got you, bitch, on the audience of <laughs> – Oh, and to be in Omaha with your Illuminati jacket on and then see through right said Fred, I'm too sexy shirt along with your disco boots. I'm like, who is is going to their kid? Son, I want you to grow up to be just like that. They, see the guy with the bedazzled ski goggles on in October? <laughs> Boy, you, if there's something you want to shoot for, son, that's it. Like, yeah. dude, just fucking embarrassing to even watch. And then, then you're like, like if there were anybody who's like, what is this idiot wearing? Like, you're not on the cutting edge of fashion. You're goddamn right, I'm not, dude. And I also <laughs> that was your first clue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I also don't. I also don't put on boots and underwear and go roll around with men all greased up. I wear camo BDUs, war boots, and, and a you roll around with men who are all greased up. And, yeah, so and I roll around with men who are all greased up. So How would that fly in Rome, New York? By the way, that that outfit. <laughs> yeah, Seth Rollins' uh, outfit. Oh, definitely. <laughs> and and then you're like, oh, well, send out a real man. Get me Drew in a leather skirt, leather jacket, and no shirt. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what are you missing? A sword. Oh, all right. All right. Dude, it, it's it's the weirdest homoeroticism of just like no one can relate to it, but they're all forced to cheer it. And you look at everybody in the crowd, and they're all wearing NWO shirts and jeans and shit, man. Nobody's relating to this weird fucking Andy Warhol fucking half drag show every and and what he was wearing at Fastlane too. I was just like, come on, B. So like, so are you are you suggesting that Seth Rollins may not be Hamaz's favorite wrestler? Yeah, no, well, I mean uh Queers for Pakistan Palestine, right? Like that's that, oh, that well, was the I big write, I gotta write the time. That was the big meme yesterday of like they I'm just they, actually the flag and the, the signs they that's it, what they dude. said. It's not me. You can write it down if you want. I got to write they, had a, they didn't have it on the rooftop. I don't understand oh. why. It's right in the LGBTQ. I'm just saying what they I say. Know. I know. But all right, listen to me. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not going through this whole show. So I'm going to throw a couple of things out at you and see if you guys have anything to say about them. Uh, uh, Ivar over Kofi and the, uh, what happened with the women with Jax and Rodriguez and they got everybody in there and Tilly involved. Any, any comments on either one of those two things, Ben? Man, it looked like, I mean, the, the shields look cool there. At least they're doing the Viking thing or whatever. But when he chucked them through those shields, that did not look fun to take. But at the end, I'm just like, oh, the Viking won the Viking match? <laughs> yeah. Shocker. But then I said to myself, well, I guess that's a step forward. Because when Bray Wyatt took on Randy Orton in the Creeper match, Randy Orton won the Creeper match. So, like, it's it just... uh 
as easily booked as possible, man. But we put this uh, over before that um, I call him Warbeard Hansen, his indie name. What is it? Ivor, uh, Ivar, uh, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. there. It, it, yeah. Like that guy is a, is, can be a single star. I'm not trying to knock his partner, but then out comes um, Valhalla and she's got dreadlocks and is down like doing like she's a beast or something instead of being an up witch uh that praised odin and whatnot she's rolling around like a fuck and doing i don't even know on the ground looked like she was pumping a grumpy right there at ringside <laughs> then then she goes at him he sidesteps and uh she hits the ground he's like ha ha sits down and then boom takes the fly cross right into the railing bro there's nowhere to go there. Yeah. <laughs> that was some devastating stuff and weird of like, we could, we should have Valhalla with a deer skull and like, you know, doing uh, enchantress stuff over Eric to try and heal his wounds and praying to all this stuff is already in the show Vikings where everyone goes on these soul trips to go talk to the the older gods. But we're not doing any of that shit here. But wait a minute. Be. You got to stop. You don't understand the way this works. Sorry. She's not a baby face. Obviously, she's not going to be doing satanic chants and all that. It's for the baby faces. That's for them. That's for them. But the girls thing, I actually was pretty impressed with the pacing of that. That was pretty tight with girls coming out and doing that. You know, the Becky Lynch and Tegan Knox thing exposed how clumsy they can be when when you don't tighten up the cadence or the pace. But the way this all worked with the Nia, Shayna, and all that stuff, Shayna, I mean, those were two of the crispest moves I've seen her pull off since, since she started wrestling. That knee was crazy, bro. Yeah, but it wasn't stiff. It was just no. there. And, yeah. and those were two out of how many years this girl's been working? <laughs> Only two moves in 2023. But everything else with the Raquel Rodriguez thing, the Nia thing, my God, she can't even get up for the bonsai drop. She's so... Like if I saw somebody not be able to climb the ropes and I'm underneath them, I'm like, this person doesn't know how to land from the ropes either. Very, very yeah. strange. Yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> the uh, in ring with uh, Cody and Jay and the uh, the other two guys. <laughs> I had two takeaways from this. Ben, Ben, did you watch Fast Lane? No, I didn't. I was out watching improv. Well, you missed something because apparently uh, during the tag match when Cody and the and uh, Jey Uso won the tag belts, apparently uh, Michael Cole had goosebumps uh, when that happened. Goosebumps. Wow. Wow. Bro, I- I'm watching this show and I'm like, Michael, if that is giving you goosebumps, it, it literally may be time for you to hang it up. Like literally. But here- here's my other takeaway. And, and you met- you mentioned this, Ben. I'm looking at Zane and I'm looking at Owens and I'm like, bro, are the only ones that wear these guys merch is the talent themselves. I have not seen a single wrestling shirt in freaking public in. I cannot tell you how long. Yeah. I, I don't Sammy with his duct tape letters and and Owens with some video game shirt. Who who's buying and wearing these shirts? Oh, uh, we will when I get them for four ninety nine at WWE Shop Clearance Christmas Spectacular. I mean, Ben and Stevie, seriously, when is the last outside of Austin three sixteen NWO that stuff? When is the last time you saw a wrestling T shirt out in public? Somebody wearing it. I think there's more pure blood shirts like Ben's wearing out in public these days. 
Shout yes. out to Frank's Pickle Barrel ass and his whole his girls making uh, some shirts for Love us it. when they came to the show, man. Love it. For sure. I mean, who, ben, who's buying this stuff? They're the only ones wearing it. Yeah, dude. And it looks like crap. Like, you know, there's no real originality or anything that's uh, stealing a style. At least John Cena shirt, he'll steal, uh, they'll steal something from Fruity Pebbles or they'll steal something from um, John Deere tractors, you know, things like that, that you could get away with it without looking like a total goof. But that's for some, the smallest minority of fans that uh, 18 to 49 dudes that would wear that shit on their podcast or whatever. So, yeah, it doesn't make sense, and it really shows that they're not putting in a ton of effort in uh, their own marketing or coming up with a catchphrase that's going to get over anything along those lines. So it, it's rough to watch. <clears throat> I, I got to say this, though, because it might end up in Master Shoot Theater. How about the controversies? I almost felt like it was continuing where Cody and um, Main Event Jay uh, were half in the bag at the media scrum. Uh, it, drinking on Cody's bus, and then they're out there, and Jay Uso's the one, right, with three DUIs or whatever. No, Jimmy was. Oh, Jimmy, Jimmy was. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. So I don't want to put the blame on the run, but like, still, that's like, hey, the boys are over. They can go get hammered and then come back for the scrum. What could possibly go wrong now? You know, at the dealing with Nick Hausman or whatever. Hey, but by the way, did you see that WWE actually shared that on social media? They called the the watch the wild press conference with Cody Rhodes. They're promoting it, so I don't I, know I see how this is gonna this this is gonna spin out of control and something stupid's gonna happen. Yeah, I can't I I, I can't see that flying with Endeavor. Like, but the really? WWE Twitter account and their social media actually shared the full. They didn't hide anything in that clip, Ben yeah. and Vince. Yeah, it's uh, that's it's. I don't know, a bad look, right? Especially yeah. you got this guy out here fucking big up and little kids on the way down to the ring. And then when they're trying to get over a storyline, they're just laughing about it. You know, they're not, not putting anything over because uh, they're not sticking. I mean, I'm not saying the guys aren't going to go drink or whatever, but I'm just surprised like, hey, we just down to fifth and then we came back for the scrum, teehee. Well, when you're <laughs> yeah. drunk and haven't left the building yet, that's a difference during, the, yeah. like, right after the show. Well, they were on They were on the, the Nightmare Express. They were on the bus, so everything's great. Yeah. Here's another, bro. Here's another basic fundamental. Okay, bro? So Nakamura winds up, you know, attacking uh, um, Ricochet on the ramp. Okay, so I- I'm watching this and I'm like, okay, bro, Ricochet is going to do the job because his out is that Nakamura attacked him before the match, so he wasn't 100%. That's the out. Here's the problem, Ben and Stevie. That's exactly what the finish is, that Ricochet does the job but it wasn't because Nakamura got heat on him before the match because the guy wasn't selling anything. Nakamura attacks him on the ramp, and now he's in that ring flipping, flopping, flipping, flopping, flipping, and you defeated the whole purpose of trying to protect Ricochet when he does the job. Well, I mean, you got to think about it. This is basic fundamentals. Baby faces, baby faces selling. What what are you talking about? That's so 2022. They don't sell anymore. Yeah, I'm the get my shit in guy. I got to get my shit in. No, you not getting your shit in is what gets him his heat back. 
not doing any of that because we need to keep Nakamura strong. Now, instead, you showed none of that. Heel heat means nothing. You got your fucking stuff in and you lost. And now Nakamura went from elevated with Seth. This was the get over to get his heat back. And now it means nothing. So now he, we've just killed him dead in the fucking water too. Even pairing him with Ricochet dropped him two levels to start with that way, dude. And Ricochet, you're a coward. Oh, huh? I, I, I read these stupid things on the sheets. Triple H, uh, 99.9% in control of all creative now. Oh, yeah, you're a coward. No, no, <laughs> you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. There is no in, in control, not with that shit in there, bro. Let me let me bring this up here because everybody gets on AEW and it's obvious, you know, with the rumors and everything that the, the talent doesn't listen to the coaches, the trainers, the agents, management at all, do whatever they want. What is WWE's excuse? Because supposedly they have a tight logistical management to agents, to the talent, that they're so handcuffed that the talent, you know, has to clear everything through the agents and the agents clear through the creative team. So if they're getting getting away with these many big holes in their performances, who's to blame? Like, it's got to be management. It's got to be. And like, and you're, if you turn around and say wrestlers are going to the business for himself, now you're even stupider for letting it happen week in and week out. You're no better than AEW. Yeah. God, you know, he, 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 here's another thing, bro. I swear to God, I'm watching the, um, I'm watching the Attitude Era show yesterday because I got to do my review show, right? So there's a six-man tag between the nation and the Generation X. Okay, it's a six-man elimination tag. So if you get pinned, you go to the back, right? So, bro, DX comes out in full force. So there's five of them, including China and uh, uh, X-Pac, right? And and Triple H and the Outlaws are in the match. Uh, Nation comes out in full force, and there's five of them. And in the match, it's, it's Rock, D'Lo, and Mark Henry, no, Mark, D'Lo, and Owen. So you got Mark Henry and the Godfather on the outside. So now you got six guys in the ring, and you got four guys on the outside. What happens, bro? Before the match starts, here comes, and I'm I'm writing this, guys. Here comes Slaughter. Ben, what does Slaughter do? You're out of here. If you're not in the match, get your ass to the back. So everybody is cleared from ringside. Stevie, can you explain to me how McIntyre's got the match with McDonough? McDonough comes out with Dominic Mysterio, and it's, it's perfectly okay for Dominic to stay ringside. And apparently... Drew doesn't even have a problem with this. Like this, this is what I'm freaking talking about. Are you that creatively bankrupt that you can't figure out a finish to this match without having Dominic Mysterio out there? And then to add insult to injury, Drew beats McDonough anyway. 
So why do you need him out there freaking anyway, bro? These are the things that I'm talking about where anybody with a brain in their head is looking at this show saying, this is such bullshit. Meanwhile, Stevie, there's there's, there's baseball playoffs on the other channel. Mm -hmm. There's Monday Night Football. You got a guy that's half the size of Drew. Ben, Drew is selling for this freaking hamburger. I'm like, are you, bro, again, casual fan watching this. Casual fans are sitting at home saying, are you effing kidding me? Did you see the size difference between these two guys and Drew selling for this guy because he's a favorite of Shawn Michaels or or Triple H? I mean, the, the whole thing is a freaking joke. Well, this was a perfect uh, segment where they combined the best of both worlds. Synergy and flywheel came together in this, <laughs> in this match, and it was all, it was on full display. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't I, – you know, and I sound like uh, maybe an older wrestler shouting into the clouds, but I go back to this point. I was told you're too small to be intercontinental champion. <laughs> you're a guy that could never take Kane – Undertaker, who are some other guys? Ken Kennedy. I you should never take Ken Kennedy off his feet at this point. What happened to that company? Not that I might. I mean, it was frustrating at times in certain situations with my spot there, but I did understand I'm not taking Kane and the Undertaker off their feet, and that's totally fine. Now you got Seth Rollins <laughs> buckle bombing Kane or to doing a flip power bomb or just a man, and then JD McDonough. I would argue with Drew. I wrestled Drew on an indie once, and he wanted to bump for me. And I said, Absolutely not. What are you doing? Yeah. You're only going to bump when you belly to belly me. <laughs> That's it. Now, 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 now I got to ask you this bit, but I, I can't believe, like, bro, you know, I know it was Stevie's birthday. Yes. I can't believe Stevie is 10 years younger than me. He's a young lad. That's Stevie Richards. Because, Ben, here's what I want to ask you, and this may have been before your guys' time. Bro, there was a block of two television shows when I was a kid growing up that I was such a mark for. The Time Tunnel and Land of the Giants. You guys ever hear of these two shows? Land of the Giants, yeah. Okay. Ben, I swear to God. So we we go from this scene of McDonough somehow, somehow way getting heat on Drew. This was the most thing where I swear to God, bro. I, I, I literally said to myself, I am watching Land of the Giants. Because, bro, in Land of the Giants, everybody were giants, but these people were trapped with them, and they were this big. They were like as big as thimbles. Everything was a giant, right? Did you see the size of Gargano compared to Barrett? Hmm. Bro, Barrett, Barrett literally looked like it looked like land of the freaking giants. And I'm saying to myself, why would you let Barrett conduct that interview? Like send Michael Cole. Bro, I swear to God, Gargano looked like Barrett's 10-year-old kid. Yeah, that's a, a problem. I mean, that's why Mean Gene would be in there and make everybody look big. You know, now it's uh, you got credibility, but 
you know, they want to go with the, well, Daniel Cormier can, you know, interview a 135 pounder in UFC. Why can't we do it here? Because we're supposed to be larger than life characters. And when you show that you're not and you look tiny, that the announced guy could destroy you right now. If, if it went, came down to that, then it's ridiculous. So ridiculous. Uh, I'm surprised though, that you guys didn't. And, and I thought you would have written this uh, since you wrote stone cold, Steve Austin, um, that, uh, <laughs> That Dominic, you guys didn't know this. That Dominic got his manager license for one night oh, only. That that's why. Did? That's why he was ever. Uh, wow, oh, the, the, old, the old indie DJ. You know what the funny thing is, Ben? They don't even bother saying that. Yeah, I know. I know. At least say that. At least say that and pop us. Yeah, he's got like yeah. like down should come. Uh, uh, fucking um, what's his name? Uh, management. It's official. Uh, Adam Pierce. Adam Pierce to throw him out. No, no, no. I've got my manager's license for tonight and put it in his. Bro, or at least do the greatest clip in the history of wrestling. And I brought this up before. I'm going to at least do this, right? The referee goes to throw Dominic out. Dominic, no, no, no. Does the heel, does the heel thing. Whispers something in the ear of the referee. Circa uh, the... uh, Grand Wizard, uh, 1973, okay? So at Madison Square Garden, he's out there with superstar Billy Graham. Ref sees Wizard. Get the F out of here. You're gone. You're gone. You're gone. Wizard calls the referee over. (laughs) The the referee, Ben, goes over to Finkel. (laughs) How Finkel gets on the microphone. Ladies and gentlemen, Dick Worley, the WWE official, has just informed me that the Grand Wizard of Wrestling will be allowed to stay ringside if he behaves. And the, <laughs> the wizard throws his hands yeah. up. Yeah. At least do that. Like, yeah. at least freaking do that. I or, will pop huge out of my seat. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Or if he is the manager and he stays there, he needs to cause the finish. Not Drew going over strong or selling for him. It's the leg turn leg hook got him, but he shot him in, hooks his own guy. Drew grabs him, gives him the DDT and wins and laughs. And Dominic's like, oh, fuck, I fucked it over. Or get him, come throw and hit him with the briefcase or whatever. Feedback in, big flying knee, and that's the finish. The Dominic causes it by being at ringside. And then Ray has got something to emasculate them about or whatever after that. But None of it made any and, sense. And the fact that McDonough is on the outs with jury duty to begin with, why is Tom going out with them? You just had you just had priests stick him up on the wall in the back. Yeah. Yeah. Why are you sending anybody out with him to help him? He should have caused the finish. That's that's the thing. It should have been switch reverse, hook the wrong guy, turn into it, eat one, and you're done right there. Stevie, this is my favorite move now. Have you guys noticed there's the latest trend now with the backstage interviews? Have you noticed this, bro? Bro, they did this three, four times yesterday. So, Ben and Stevie, the shot is on Becky pacing in the back for three seconds. Then, Stevie, the interviewer walks in the shot. That, 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 that's the new move, bro. That's, that's how they do the backstage interview. It's just Becky pacing, and here comes the interviewer. I'm like, are, are you, are, how can anybody possibly be this freaking lazy? Well, you know, it's also, you talk about pros and pros, pros. 
should you be showing how nervous you are before any match and showing like how many football players or professional athletes, they say this guy has to be nervous and the person on the TV is not showing that. And, you know, how Sam Darnold, I'll just talk about a guy who kind of washed out of the league a little bit. Remember he said, I'm seeing ghosts out there and everybody was done with them because dude, you're not, you're not a big time talent. Right. You're not a pro pro quarterback. That's the that's the analogy that gets lost in pro wrestling. If we had, when you finally show the vulnerability, right, Ben? If everybody's showing vulnerability all the time, then nobody's strong. Yeah, nobody's that's, an alpha. That's, that's, that's what this game's that, about. How many times at Austin, which Vince created Austin, by the way? Mm-hmm. How many times at Austin, Taker, Rocky, or any of these other people show weakness? They yeah. never, even when they were game when. Even when Austin was getting beat up and they're holding him and they're going to literally kill him on TV, he spits right in their face, right up until the very end. And AEW is the exact opposite. Everybody's a fucking crybaby and we were friends and aren't you my friend and all these. I'm like, that's what I'm, where is the take this job and shove it badass? You know what I mean? Like there isn't, there, there isn't anybody like that doing anything. It's just like, oh. Yeah, you hurt my feelings. I'm sorry, everybody. Like- I swear, you know what that's like, bro. You know what that reminds me. Of? And th- this is this is the difference between being a freaking star and being a common person. Like this is the difference, bro. I swear to God, like in in, in Major League Baseball, when when a pitcher has a no hitter, and there are two outs in the bottom of the ninth inning. Okay, he's one out away. I don't know how many times I've heard I've heard you know teammates on the team say I was begging him to hit the ball to me for the last out where we would be saying please don't hit the ball to me please don't hit. I don't want to screw up the no hitter but yeah. these these guys are begging for yeah, that last yeah. that, that's the difference right there bro Absolutely well I mean I you say that but if those guys ever fielded a ground ball in six-inch platform heels and, yeah, uh, and bedazzled uh, ski goggles, uh, until they do that, then I won't be impressed. Oh, here's another thing, Stevie and Ben. Like, so we've got Tegan Knox against uh, Becky Lynch, but mm. before before we have Tegan Knox, like, there's a they give us a little bit of a backstory. Okay, so I'm watching this backstory, and here's the story. I tore my ACL twice and I ne- never gave up. So I'm watching this at home and I'm like, okay, so I'm supposed to be behind you because you tore an ACL. <laughs> like Stevie, how many been? You guys are wrestlers. How many ACLs get torn in professional wrestling, bro? That that that's why I'm getting behind you because you tore an ACL. And Becky's an idiot for not going after the torn ACL. Yeah, wow. exactly. And this she's one. and Tegan's an idiot because her fucking finish is a flying knee. Yes, <laughs> I'm. I'm looking at this particular match, and uh, it's just first of all going for the rock bottom, and then just having the girl jump two inches to the side as a block is is stupid. But the whole thing reminded me literally of the first month I was in wrestling school and we would do the international drill Mm -hmm. and just try to do chain wrestling and pins and just trying to learn all that stuff. They did it even slower and more clumsily than a one month wrestling school student. They were literally 
Hot Wheels everywhere, right, Ben? Just why yeah, are you going to get this People, people were burying bad. this match online. Everybody was burying You know, dude, hot, you want to talk Hot Wheels? Ricochet with the run in place before he jumps over the thing is brutal to watch. The footwork in that was absolutely abhorrent. Um, but, yeah, man, this this was one of those want to watch how good a wrestler I am. I can carry anybody to 15, 20 minutes. And I'm just like, dude, this match should have been four uh, in and out. And the fact that uh, we've got the NXT women's title on raw, trying to get this brand crossover shit because they're going up against AEW or they even think it's a valid third brand. It's for developmental kids to get reps for TV to come up. Even if you send top talent down there to work with them. Great. They need that to get better. When you don't put them up on Raw in a 20-minute spotlight now out of nowhere, just she came back and got drafted, she gets exposed. And Becky is a good enough worker, just had a really good one with Trish Stratus, but the crowd was dead in this, and you could see Becky go out of I'm over mode to like I got to get the crowd back, and that means they start doing stuff stiff, and it looks even worse, and the timing's gone, and you see the frustration on her face about two-thirds of the way through this match that we lost them. And I think DJ Jazzy Def was even playing like weird crowd rumble, grumble in in the beginning that didn't make any sense either. So match was way too long. Should have gone home five minutes earlier than they did just to get their stuff in. And you could see that neither one was in it. And then we have to have a follow-up scene with all the girls going, you did so good out there when you lost. You did good when you lost. I'm just like, what the fuck? Girls should be catty, and they should be like, how how the heel characters came up were like, ha, you suck. You had your chance, and you blew it. Like, you know, and then the other girls should be like, hey, sorry, sis. Uh, get them next time. Not You did so good. Yeah. I, I had I, I, Becky had two things. One, one I questioned. One, she actually popped me. As she's walking to the back, I, I do not know, bro. Why she did it twice on last night's show? Why is Becky selling a book that's coming out in March in October? <laughs> Her book's coming out in March, and she's telling people to buy the book in October. But she did pop me on this. I don't know if you guys noticed this or not, but been during the course of the match, I guess Tegan Knox pulled out like one of Becky's hair extension. Yeah. So Becky walking to the back looked in the camera and said. I've got to get better hair. That 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 was that was the best line of the night. That that Good. bought me you. That you know why? Because yeah, it's ribbon, but that's truly being in the moment and saying right. yes. And yes. if something happens, you don't yes. go. No, I'm not acknowledging it. You go. Thank you. And I'm going to take it and I'm going to release it with something else to put a button on it because they know they saw it, bro. Yes. At yeah. the improv show, I was just at. Um, masters, uh, Stephanie Weir and Bob Dassey and Rich Tallarico from, uh, who've been on mad TV and 30 rock and every other thing. Right. So I'm watching that and they had, uh, the lights kind of got screwed up the spotlight and they turned the lights in the middle of their scene back on too bright. Rich Tallarico instantly says the makes it like a SWAT team raid and that there's a helicopter outside and 
they had no idea what was going on, yeah, but yeah. something got effed up. You just don't, you don't sweat it. You say yeah. thank you. There are no mistakes, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna put it over. Yeah. And that's why that popped you because the rest of it's me. all phony bullshit. Exactly, it's pre-planned. Bro. That's exactly. in the moment. Yes, yes. All right. Finally, what did you guys think about the main event? T- bro, bro. The, 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 every single show now they're just slotting in. Okay, what what what's the thirty minute match at the end of the show? So, so they've got the show down to two and a half hours because we know every week, bro, it's going to be a 30-minute match. Meanwhile, like I said, bro, we got playoffs on one channel. We got a very close uh, NFL game on the other channel. And these guys are going 30 minutes in the ring. And then the rating comes out today and nothing has changed. And, oh, my, I, I don't understand. We we had Jay and Cody in the main event against Sammy and uh, Owens. But I, I, don't, I don't understand what you guys think about this main event. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to do the title change right here? What does it mean? Why do you even have Jay and Cody together? And even earlier when you were talking about Michael Cole interviewing Cody, Michael Cole was the heel there just by asking the real truths of like, aren't you finishing the story? Cody evades. I'd like to get back to my original question. What about finishing the story that you said you wanted to do? And he evades again. Really, Michael Cole looked like the heel there who needed his ass kicked, but he doesn't. And... We should have taken the belts off them right away. Why are we even putting it on them? It it is a very strange sidebar. I guarantee you, Ben. I guarantee you. Here's why. I guarantee you, bro. The steam is off of the bloodline, even though Paul Heyman, who who now uh, mysteriously Stevie, I don't know if you guys have noticed this or not, but uh, Paul Heyman seemed to have turned gray in a week. Oh, which I find very, very uh, surprising. But anyway, even with Paul Heyman saying they were in the top of the third with the uh, bloodline, the bloodline, bro, is totally dead. I, I, I believe this is exactly what's happening, Ben. These two are going to be tag champs. They're going to work Cody right back in with rain somehow, sometime. And at the right moment, Jey Uso's gonna drop the bomb he's back with bloodline it was all a ruse it was all to, because they've got nothing going with the bloodline so yeah. that, that that's that's the only thing that makes any kind of sense to me well, they, they missed on the hero's journey of making Cody, and that is probably because they'll say, oh, wait to finish the story. But the reality is you never should have smashed that fucking chair on TV, pal. <laughs> and we're going to fuck with you until the end of time, just yeah. like we did your old man. And he knows that, and then he's like, fuck you. I'm going to get hammered on the bus. <laughs> so, you know, like this is the weird shit that is probably really going on back there because none of these choices are the best choices to get over. They didn't need those belts at all belts are for guys who can't get over with character they had the top storylines that revolve around their character those belts do nothing for them and to take it and then take it and put it right back on Owens and Zane would have been a better choice instead they go over so you can buy the uh new WWE faction figures tag team of Jey Uso and Cody like it doesn't make any sense bro I was very impressed with the fact that they were so united they came out to two separate entrances that was the first thing I've noticed you know because there's the time the time killing aspect of that but Can I, I since, did you notice this because referee cyburns pointed out when sammy first came out he came out to his old heel music now and then in the in the ring sammy goes 
I haven't heard that one in a while. So I don't know if that was calculated to be like they're turning heel or the sound guy got fired and this is Endeavor's sound guy and he clicked on Sami Zayn's music that's in the bank and it was the wrong one and they just went with it that way or are they trying to play and plant something because Sammy quantified it in there. There's just like that, mm, they're not no, that smart. Somebody effed up. Somebody yeah. F'd. somebody effed up. Yeah. But the, the whole Sammy's that too. meticulous though. Sammy is that yeah. meticulous. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say that I think that they're putting everything, Endeavor now is putting everything into Rock and Roman Reigns for WrestleMania. Cody's given something else to kind of pacify him for now as a tag team wrestler because it does just totally water down the story that now he's a tag wrestler. Jey Uso, or yeah, Jey Uso, they didn't know what to do with him outside of the feud with the bloodline, so team him up. And like, well, if Rock doesn't do it, then... We'll, we'll say it was all ruse. Jay turns on bloodline, comes back together from the rumble to WrestleMania, and Cody gets to pick the story up again. And it wasn't like that you had Devontae Adams going back uh, to play, you know, Green Bay or actually playing Green Bay in Las Vegas. You didn't have Jimmy Garoppolo with an injury that nobody knew what would happen. You didn't have the story of Jordan Love. Can he play as good as Aaron Rodgers? And it certainly didn't go down to the last play of the game either. You have all that stuff, and you're throwing a 30-minute matchup. Bro, watching. Stevie, let me add to that. Let me add to that. You got the mighty Dodges down one game to none to the Diamondbacks, who came in second and finished like 20 games behind them, and now the Diamondbacks are up in game two. So you've got those two storylines going on, and this is what you get, and, man. What's it, and you're coming off of a one. None of those football or baseball players smiled during the broadcast, so I mean, good. <laughs> And you're coming off a 1.3 with DIY Gargano and Ciampa the week before. And you're not, and if that's the main event, they're not even involved in here. Where is the continuity in your storylines of what your main event storyline actually is? I want to, I want to actually, I know we're piling on this whole thing, but I'm looking at that interview. You talked about not only the Barrett being twice the size of both of them put together, but you, you come back together, you're finally back together, and the first words out of your mouth, is a sarcastic, cynical joke against the interviewer, kind of being a dick, yeah. making fun and saying, oh, no, seriously. No, it's too disconnect, too late, right? Yep, one chance. Austin isn't going to joke around it for Rocky jokes around, but it's a it's a tough, intense type of, It's a you know, he's, he's entertaining, but Rocky looks like he means every bit of what he's saying. Right, right. That's the difference. Yeah, well, that's pros and amateurs, bro. That's 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 the difference. Pros and amateurs. All right, Ben Hockmeen. What is going on with Horseshoe Genetics? What is going on with the dispensary? What is going on with Hameen Media? Give it all to me. Yeah, man. Uh, just uh, tons of cannabis now that uh, general licensing is open. So I've been working on leases and insurance agreements and point of sale systems to hopefully have our dispensary open by the end of the year. And uh, who knows what is around the corner with that. And with Horseshoe Genetics, you can go to horseshoegenetics.com, get premium cannabis seeds and worm juice and micro bloom and all the bloom products and cloning products that we have there for nutrients for your plants for indoor harvest now that the harvest season's over so uh have fun trimming everybody it's it's fun growing them fun smoking them sucks trimming them up and drying them it's the worst part bro it's so much work um but yeah man uh everything else is great hmg uh we're gonna have uh hopefully crowbar on the Friday locker room this nice. week. So it was one of my more, more, 
Yeah, absolutely. More great crossover. I know a lot of people were pumped uh, from, uh, was it Chicken Next that April Hunter was yeah, on April with you? Uh, yeah, Next, people yeah. love that uh, as well. So, uh, And I'll probably be doing K100 here pretty soon. So all the homie you can handle. October 21st, I'm back in Immortal on uh, the Global Domination Tour with Blaze Haram. So I expect uh, my heat might be up a little bit at the next show. <laughs> Well, it depends on if there's protesters. They they would make you a baby face. No, that's true. That might be <laughs> over with them. So uh, as the world turns, man, uh, stay locked here at channelattitude.com, man. We're going to break it all down. I'm sure we'll talk about it on uh, Master Shoot Theater as well. Yeah, there's a couple of topics I want to talk about on Master Shoot. Uh, I want to talk about, A, with Vince McMahon getting a ringing endorsement by Ari when the deal was made to, oh, yeah, now Triple H is running things and Vince not so much. I also want to talk to you guys about this, man. Uh, are you guys watching The Wrestlers on Netflix? Yeah, I've seen it. I, I Bro, I, I got a problem with this. I want to discuss this this strategy with you. Like, um Matt Jones, you know, one of the investors of the company is so hell bent on establishing a relationship with AEW where they send some of their OVW guys over to uh, AEW and they're being used in the least watched shows, you know, dark and whatever the other one is. And he's working so hard in trying to establish this relationship. And Al is sitting there and Al saying, I, I don't understand how that benefits us. He's going to job our guys out. He's going to make our guys look bad. Tony Khan isn't going to hire any OVW wrestlers when he's looking for the edges and everybody else that the WWE lets go from NXT. You think he's going to hire OVW talent like Tony Khan has an eye for talent? So I just I want to talk about that argument there. Yeah. There's a few wrestling things there. I've got a definite. I've got some big insight into that. Beautiful, <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. Stevie, what is going on with Stevie Richards wrestling on YouTube and Stevie Richards Fitness? Well, we just uh, uploaded yesterday the What Went Wrong video where I froze up during a match with Ric Flair in Philadelphia. You know him from Philly. So it doesn't really show, but I was given the insight of the way I felt and how I kind of froze up. And <clears throat> Rick had to kind of eat me up in the ring, basically take 100% because I wasn't initiating or pulling my end of the bargain as far as the struggle of a, a wrestling match. So I put that up there. Somehow people said it's a bad look, but I don't understand that. But, you know, we were well, you contemplating before you put it up, uh, titling it, how I created Ric Flair. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I was thinking about this should have been Ric Flair's last match. Yeah. Okay, something like that. But yeah, I mean, that's the, and then this week, tomorrow, or as you're watching or listening to this, we have the Bret Hart video series continuing with Bret's corner turnbuckle bump where he hits mm. his chest against there. A lot of people like that move. And as far as the fitness stuff, I know you guys will be very happy to see this. I saw that. Yeah, I, I saw, saw that. Song. I tried. What, what did we say earlier, Ben, when I'm not going to pay attention? I'm not going to. That yeah. didn't happen. That didn't that happen. happen. No, that no, didn't no, happen. No, really That's no, not no. happening. No, That's no, not no, happening. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> go back later. Uh, so Steve Richards Fitness, too. We got that. We're uploading way more stuff up to there like that and full reviews and things like that. So please subscribe to both. Maybe both will get to 100,000 at the same time. That would be pretty cool. Be awesome. Then I can meet an obnoxious baby face. <laughs> <laughs> Still nothing. 
Uh, Stevie, what's going on in uh, Stanford, though, man? I mean, what's what's happening? Well, for some reason, Vince, even after last week having a press conference, decided, maybe because he's a little bit tipsy, mm-hmm. he decided to call another press conference and really tell everybody how he feels, especially about Ari, especially about Ari, because he turned his back on him. So Vince, for the first time in years, not coked up, not smoked up, but downright drunk. Ooh. And he's gonna he's gonna give everybody the business. And not only that, being drunk, uh, Stevie. There's a I, I heard a rumor. Uh, I don't know if this is gonna play into Master Shoot Theater at all. I heard a rumor that Vince uh, somehow or another stumbled on this 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 YouTube video uh, of this a uh, Bin Hamin uh, fella, and this Bin Hamin fella was talking all about improv. And Vince started getting so interested in this that there's a rumor that he has joined an improv class. I like that. Yeah. And, and also, uh, it is rumored that during press conferences, he just wants the wrestling marks uh, 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 media to randomly throw out a word. <laughs> and and Vince is just based on what he's learned in improv and being drunk. He's just going to roll with it. Yeah, yeah, and also just a little side note, a little Easter egg, not Faberge egg, but an Easter egg on top of that is the fact that Vince initially thought that improv was actually home improvement, so he thought he was going to be on this old house. So he he, he was mistaken from the beginning. (laughs) That is a mouthful, guys, that we will be covering on uh, Master Shoot Theater. I also want to be talking about, you know, Triple H versus Vince. Bro, I don't know, man. Is Vince Vince in the midst of dementia? And, like, that is why we're not seeing or hearing. And Triple H is in the saddle again. Who knows? We'll discuss all of that. Also, check out, guys, the SmackDown review right here on Russo'sBrand.com. That is it, everybody, from me, Ben, and Stevie. We'll see you over at Mass Issue Theater. Get me fire stick.